This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. A ball and no strikes. Here's the pitch. And Murphy swings, hits a ground ball to shortstop. Bogart's down to a knee, goes the short way. They force Riley out at second base, and the ball game is over. On his 29th birthday, Josh Hader comes out and picks up his second save of the season as the Padres even this series with a 5-4 win on a wild Friday night at Truist Park. A wild Friday night indeed, but the Padres get a big win over the Atlanta Braves, beating the Braves in the second game of this four-game series by a final score of 5-4. to four. Welcome into our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios as the Padres even up their early season record at 4-4. Four and four. The Braves drop to 6-2. and two. Much like last night, a back-and-forth game, two National League heavyweights trading blows, but this time... The Padres bullpen finds a way to hold on. A 5-4 to four lead for the Padres in the fifth inning. That was after uh, Xander Bogarts provided uh, the uh, the lead, or I should say in the sixth inning, rather. Xander Bogarts providing the 5-4 lead with that RBI single. Then the question became here tonight, could the Padres bullpen A, find a way to get it to Josh Hader with a lead in the ninth inning, and could the Padres hang on here tonight? And they did both those things. The Padres bullpen Gets 13 outs in this game. It wasn't all necessarily pretty. Let's be honest. The Padres walked eight batters in this game. Nick Martinez unable to get out of the fifth inning. But all in all, you'll take it if you're the Padres right now as they get a big win on this Friday night in Atlanta. A lot to break down on our post-game show. We'll listen back to some of the highlights in just a bit. Also go back to Atlanta, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. But first, let's just talk about the biggest part of this game, and that was the Padres' bullpen. And it begins with what Brent Honeywell did in another really good outing for him in his early Padres career here tonight. Honeywell comes in in the fifth inning. The base is loaded, trying at that point. Uh, to just get out of the inning, and he did exactly that, striking out Eddie Rosario. Honeywell ends up going two scoreless innings. Luis Garcia, like Jesse and Tony said during the broadcast, he's not been asked often to get more than three outs, but here tonight he goes an inning and a third scoreless, and then Josh Hader, who has been really good to begin the year. He hasn't had many opportunities to show what he can do and pick up a save, but he got the opportunity in a one-run game in the ninth inning here tonight and picks up the save his second of the season, and that was it. The Padres got enough offense, and again, the big question and the big storyline coming into this game was could the bullpen deliver and protect a lead and get it to Josh Hader in the ninth inning. Well, at least tonight, the Padres' bullpen 
did exactly that. So a really good bounce back game for the Padres after really a, kind of an early season heartbreaking loss yesterday. Similar game tonight, one run game back and forth. Questions about the bullpen, but the Padres win it tonight by a final of 5-4 to four in Atlanta. When we come back here on our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network, we'll take a listen back to pretty much all the highlights from this game. We'll play you a bunch of the calls from Jesse Agler. We'll also go back to Atlanta, hear from Bob Melvin in just a little bit as well, and plenty of thoughts to come on this 5-4 to four win. We'll also take your phone calls coming up a little bit later in our post-game show. Phone number is always uh, always to call, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. 0973, the phone number. A lot to do on our post-game coverage, and we get it rolling when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Game show continues on the Padres Radio Network as the Padres win it here tonight by a final of five to four in Atlanta. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Friday evening. Whatever you might be up to, maybe you're on the way to dinner. It is only uh, seven thirty-five or so right now. Maybe you're hanging out at home. Wherever you are joining us from, really appreciate it. A very good win for the San Diego Padres here tonight, five to four in Atlanta. Another one-run game. Another really entertaining almost October-like game between two teams expected to do some very big things in the National League this year. But unlike last night, the Padres' bullpen holding on, did a really nice job. The mix of Brent Honeywell, Luis Garcia, and Josh Hader combining for four and a third scoreless innings. Final totals in this game for San Diego, five runs, seven hits, and one error. And for Atlanta, four runs, six hits, and no errors. The Padres scoring two in the first inning, one in the second, one in the fifth inning. Got the go-ahead run in the sixth inning, and that was enough. It made it a 5-4 to four game, and the Padres go on to win by that final score. So we told you a little bit about how this all went down tonight. Let's get into further detail with our game recap and highlights. Take a listen back to some of the greatest moments from tonight's ball game. The Padres got off to a hot start against Braves rookie starter Jared Schuster. Juan Soto walked with one out. Then Manny Machado hit a ground ball towards the middle that was fielded cleanly and flipped to second base for a chance at a double play ball. But Braves shortstop Orlando Arcia missed the bag. Everybody was safe. Then Soto and Machado pulled off a double steal. There were runners on second and third base for Nelson Cruz. 
Here's the 0-2 pitch. Cruz swings, hits it in the air towards the right field corner. Acuna going back and over. Can't get there. A fair ball bouncing up against the wall near the 325 marker. One run will score. Manny had to wait and see. They throw back to third base. Machado is there. And an RBI double for Nelson Cruz. And a 1-0 Padre lead here in the first. Padres weren't done with two outs. Schuster walked Hassan Kim to load the bases. Then Austin Nola walked. Machado scored from third base, an RBI for Nola, and the Padres had a 2-0 lead. Trent Grisham struck out to end that inning. Nick Martinez tossed to score this opening frame. Padres, though, got more in the second. Jose Azokar hit a leadoff single and stole second base. So walked to Manny Machado later in the inning, put runners at first and third. Nelson Cruz was at the plate again. Here's the 0-1. Cruz swings, lines it up the middle, and a diving stop behind the back by Albies. Has a tough time getting a handle on it. Throw to first, not in time. It'll be an infield single and an RBI for Nelson Cruz, who has knocked in two, and the Padres extend the lead 3 to nothing. So the Padres were feeling good, up 3-0. Nick Martinez threw two scoreless innings to begin his day, but Marcelo Zuna led off the bottom of the third. 3-1, here's the pitch. And Ozuna swings, hits it really well in the air to deep left center field. Grisham goes back, he'll watch, and it'll go. A home run for Marcelo Ozuna. Another home run for him against Nick Martinez. And the Braves are on the board. It's now a 3-1 Padre lead in the third. The Braves weren't done. Nick Martinez walked both Ronald Acuna Jr. and Matt Olson with one out. Austin Riley was next. One and two, the pitch to Riley, swung on, lined into right center field. Grisham not going to get there. That finds the gap. Trent able to cut it off. That might save a run. Acuna has scored. Olsen will be held at third base. RBI single, Austin Riley, and a one-run game. And I tell you what, if Grisham doesn't get there right when he did, this thing's all tied up. Well, moments later, it was tied up. And the first pitch bounces in, kicks away from Nola. He doesn't see it. Olsen will come in and score. A wild pitch has tied the game 3-3. Three to three. Padres took the lead back in the fifth inning. Machado and Cruz hit a double and then a single to put runners on first and third with nobody out. That was all for Schuster. He came out of the game. Michael Tonkin replaced him. Jake Cronenworth had a sack fly to left field. That scored Machado and gave the Padres a 4-3 lead. That was all the Padres would get. In the bottom half, the Braves threatened. They loaded the bases with two outs. Martinez walked his third batter of the inning in Sean Murphy. That brought in a run. The game was tied at four. Brent Honeywell replaced Martinez to face Eddie Rosario. Bases loaded, two outs. Here's the two-strike pitch. Swing and a miss. Got him with a fastball, and Honeywell comes out of the bullpen to strike out Rosario and leave him loaded. Going to go to the sixth inning in Atlanta. Padres and Braves at it again, tied 4-4. And that was a big strikeout and a very big moment for Brent Honeywell in the Padres' bullpen. Padres got the lead back in the sixth inning. Trent Grisham walked to start it. He went to second base on a sacrifice bunt from Jose Azokar. Xander Bogarts was next. 2-1 and one to Bogarts. And Xander with a check swing ball. Kind of served through the right side. That'll get through for a base hit. Grisham's rounding third. He's going to come in and score. Padres back in front, 5-4. I don't know if Bogarts did that on purpose or not, but it worked. And the Pods back in front here at the top of the sixth inning. 
So the Padres now led 5-4. to four. Honeywell went back out, pitched a 1-2-3-6th inning. He returned to the mound in the 7th inning with the Padres still leading 5-4. to four. Honeywell walked 2 and got 2 outs. He was replaced by Luis Garcia with runners on 2nd and 3rd 2 outs. Garcia walked Sean Murphy to load the bases but got a pop out from Eddie Rosario to end the inning and keep the Padres ahead. Garcia then pitched the scoreless bottom of the 8th inning. Meanwhile, the Braves bullpen continued to keep the Padres off the board. Padres still led 5-4 heading to the bottom of the ninth inning. Josh Hader entered. To that point, he had been six up and six down in two scoreless appearances to begin his season. Hader struck out Matt Olson, allowed a one-out single to Austin Riley. He struck out Ozzie Albies and at the ninth inning, two outs, Riley still on base. It was Sean Murphy at the plate. A ball and no strikes. Here's the pitch. And Murphy swings, hits a ground ball to shortstop. Bogart's down to a knee, goes the short way. They force Riley out at second base, and the ball game is over. On his 29th birthday, Josh Hader comes out and picks up his second save of the season as the Padres even this series with a 5-4 win on a wild Friday night at Truist Park. A wild Friday night indeed. Another really good game between these two teams, but unlike last night, the Padres falling by one run last night. The Padres win it by a run here tonight. The final score, the Padres 5 and the Braves 4. Nick Martinez goes 4 and 2 thirds innings, but the bullpen picks him up. The Padres bullpen 4 and a third scoreless innings between Honeywell, Garcia, and Hayter. A very good win for the Padres. They improved to 4 and 4. The Braves dropped to 6 and 2. Atlanta saw a four-game winning streak snapped here tonight. Let's go back to Atlanta, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin after tonight's win. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. What do you make of the job your bullpen did tonight, particularly Honeywell? Uh, you know, there's big outs during the course of a game. Um, usually they come towards the end, but that last out in the fifth was huge. So to be able to get us that for a guy that, you know, really didn't know what his role was early on. We knew we had some length potentially out of him today. Um, we do like him against lefties with, with his changeup, but that's that's getting tested. How have you seen him kind of adapt to that role, considering he didn't necessarily know what it was? Yeah, I think after the first outing and then, you know, showed up, what was it, a couple days later doing the same thing. He just, you know, this is what we do. We told him what what the role would, would entail and more length than anything else, maybe middle of the game type of stuff. And he's, I mean, you look at his numbers now, he's, yeah, he's got a 1.590 area. That's good. What do you make of, what does it mean to win a game like this? I, I mean, last night was back and forth. Today was back and forth. What does yeah. it mean to come out on top after kind of Yeah, it's a really good team. You know, they're pretty relentless. Um, you know, late in games, but we're, we're pretty good late in games, too. It just, you know, when you have two games that ended like the last two did for us, it feels like it's been a while since you won a game. And in reality, we just lost a couple games. So, but, you know, against this team, you know, we got a road trip here with, with some really good teams in front of us. So it was a good one to win. What did Cruz show you at the plate? I've, I've seen Cruz a number of times over the years. I was telling him early, his 31 home runs against me in his career. So he's got one for me. I said, once we get to 30, 30 more, then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be okay with you. But hey, look, he's a professional hitter. You know, between he and Carpenter, we feel like we have a pretty good matchup in the DH spot. 
That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from Atlanta providing his thoughts after tonight's 5-4 win for the Padres. And you know what? Nelson Cruz led the offense here tonight. Three hits, had a double, two RBIs, and Cruz, the DH, out of the cleanup spot tonight, a big part of this Padres win. The bullpen will probably take uh, the biggest headline tonight with what they did, especially after the last few games. But Nelson Cruz on the offensive side, he was great today. Three hits couple of RBIs, 42 years old, very, very impressive from Nelson Cruz. Like Bob Melvin said, a guy that hurt Bob Melvin a lot when he was in Oakland, and now Bob Melvin very happy to have Nelly Cruz on his side in the brown and gold. We'll step aside here on our postgame show on the Padres Radio Network, come back with much, much more, including the out-of-town sp- uh, scoreboard. We have our nightly awards to give out. I'll provide more of my thoughts, and I want to hear from you as well. Phone number to call, 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number By the way, I have a poll on my Twitter right now. It's Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V, and it is going to be up for 11 more minutes. So get there quickly. 11 more minutes. Who's our Padres Radio Network player of the game? The options, Brent Honeywell, Luis Garcia, Nelson Cruz, and Manny Machado. We have an overwhelming favorite right now with 11 minutes left, but go provide your vote. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to tweet me your thoughts about the game, you can do that as well at 97.3 The Fan SD or at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. You can also find me on Instagram, same handle there at Sammy Lev. Let me know your thoughts about tonight's game. A good win for the Padres as they improve to 4-4 on this early season. Our postgame coverage continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Padres win it 5-4 to four over the Atlanta Braves tonight at Truist Park in Atlanta. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Good to have you with us on this Friday evening. Padres improved to 4-4. Four and four. Braves dropped to 6-2. The Padres taking a 5-4 to four lead on Xander Bogart's RBI single in the sixth inning. They would never look back. The bullpen 
Certainly the big story here tonight, Brent Honeywell, Luis Garcia, Josh Hader combining for four and a third scoreless innings. That's after Nick Martinez, who started this game really nicely, just could not go nearly as deep as he did in his first start of the year when he went seven innings. Martinez went four and two-thirds innings through 101 pitches in those four and two-thirds, and you really think about it, for a second straight night, I mean, the starting pitching did not help out this Padres bullpen with Blake Snell yesterday going three and two-thirds. Tonight, Nick Martinez, not, not a whole lot further at four and two-thirds, but credit to the bullpen, Honeywell, Garcia, and Hader shutting the door, getting 13 outs in this game and hanging up. Excuse me, hanging on to a uh, one-run uh, lead. Uh, I don't know what that was. It was kind of a, a yawn there. Uh, it's not that late, uh, the East Coast games. But uh, appreciate you joining us here on the Padres Radio Network. Uh, really, really good win. Important early season win for the Padres here tonight. And just to, to highlight again this bullpen, because there were some really, really key moments for this bullpen here tonight. Martinez comes out in the fifth inning. Really a spot where this game could have unraveled on the Padres. The Padres led 4-3, to three, heading into the bottom of the fifth inning. Martinez walks three batters in the inning, including Sean Murphy, with the bases loaded to tie the game at four. At that point, Martinez comes out. Honeywell comes in to face Eddie Rosario, strikes him out. That was a big moment, kept the game tied at four, and wouldn't you know it, top of the sixth inning, Padres take that 5-4 lead. Then Honeywell, the one, two, three, sixth inning. Honeywell was a little wild in the seventh inning, although maybe he's getting a little bit tired at that point. Walks Matt Olson with one out. Walks Austin Riley with one out. So runners on at first and second with uh, one out. And then those runners go to second and third on the ground out back to the pitcher's mound by Albies. So the tying run on third base, the go-ahead run on second base. Bob Melvin goes to Luis Garcia at that point, who walked Sean Murphy to load the bases. That was the eighth walk issued in this game by the Padres, but then gets a harmless pop out to Xander Bogarts off the bat of Rosario to end that inning. You go to the eighth inning, the error by Bogarts to start that inning in a one-run game, but then a really nice double play where Bogarts fields it. Kim wasn't quite in position to get to the bag. Bogarts races to the second base bag, touches it, throws to first base for a double play, a two-out single by Sam Hilliard, puts the tying run on, but Garcia gets out of it, and it bridges the way to Josh Hader, who was great, gave up a one-out single to Austin Riley, struck out two, but no big deal, a game-ending fielder's choice off the bat of Sean Murphy. So the bullpen did a really good job, and we're going to get to our relief pitcher of the game coming up here in just a little bit. I know who I'm going to go with. Uh, You could go with... You know, Garcia, but, uh, well, I won't tell you who I'm going to go with. I'll, uh, well, there's not that many options, right? Uh, hey, come on. I don't want to spoil the surprise. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Anyway, we continue on our post-game show. Really nice win, 5-4 for the Padres over the Atlanta Braves. Let's zoom out, take a look at who went deep in the majors tonight. Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. 
Some of the players that went deep in the major leagues today. Isaac Paredes at a grand slam for the Rays. Vinny Pasquantino and Salvador Perez hit home runs for the Royals. Brian Reynolds had a three-run home run for the Pirates. Julio Rodriguez, a two-run home run for Seattle. JT Real Muto, a two-run home run for Philadelphia. Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, Starling Marte all hit home runs today for the Mets in New York. Mike Trout already a home run tonight in Anaheim. We'll have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit, but that's a quick look at some of the players who went yard today around the major leagues. Now, let's tell you about tonight's ace pitcher of the game in this 5-4 Padres win. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware tonight's ace pitcher of the game and remember i also have my relief pitcher of the game and my player of the game to give out so got to split them up a little bit the awards although there's going to be a night where there's going to be such a an outstanding performance that there's going to be a player that just gets everything. But for ace pitcher of the game, we'll go with Luis Garcia. Inning in a third scoreless. Did a really good job in the seventh inning despite walking a batter. Strands the bases loaded. Works around the error to begin the eighth inning. And all in all, gets four big outs in a one-run game. Luis Garcia, our ace pitcher of the game here tonight on the Padres Radio Network. All right, when we come back, we will go to the phones. If you have a phone call, 833-288-0973. The phone number, again, call in, 833-288-0973. Also taking your tweets at 97.3thefansd or at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Would love to hear from you, uh, get your thoughts about tonight's game. If you want to shoot me a message on Instagram, you can do that as well. Message me, Sammy Lev, there as well for the TikTokers out there at Sammy Levitt, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V-I-T-T. Believe it or not, I, I put my TikTok out there every once in a while, and guess what? I do get a message or two. So if you want to message me there, I will check them all before we get off the air. Again, the final score, the Padres 5, the Braves 4. We continue our postgame show after this on the Padres Radio Network. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Game show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios. Final score on this Friday night in Atlanta. 
Padres 5 and the Braves 4. Padres get a very nice win as they improve to a record of 4 and 4. Braves drop to 6 and 2. The bullpen, the big story tonight, getting 13 outs out of the pen. The mix of Brent Honeywell, Luis Garcia, and Josh Hader after Nick Martinez only went 4 and 2 thirds innings. Padres got enough offense, two runs in the first inning, a run in the second inning, a run in the fifth inning. Xander Bogarts, a go ahead RBI single. It was a really Weird swing from Bogarts, just a little check swing, but drove in the go-ahead run with an RBI single, little ground ball through the right side. Hey, that's baseball. Sometimes that's enough. Nelson Cruz, three hits, two RBIs, hit a double in this game as well. Manny Machado, good to see him hit the ball. A couple of hits, double, single, stolen base for Manny, and uh, a walk as well. He scored two runs. Uh, Juan Soto, 0 for 4, another fairly quiet night for him at the plate. Walked and scored a run in the first inning. But you know what? Uh, early runs, some clutch hitting uh, with the Bogart single. However, he had to get it done. And the bullpen uh, did a good job. Uh, certainly the walks an issue. Eight walks for Padres pitching. A day after the Padres uh, walked uh, a grand total of seven batters on Thursday night. So, look, that's a, that's a, a part of the pitching. You want to see improve. Walking 15 over the course of two games, that's not uh, particularly good. But here tonight, despite the eight walks, and by the way, the Braves walked a ton as well. The Braves walked six batters in this game here tonight. So really, both teams walked uh, a lot of guys. It was not uh, an ideal night control-wise for either team, but the Padres do win it by the final of 5-4. to four. Phone number to call, 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. Would love to hear from you on this Friday night. We kick things off on the phones tonight with Brian, who's calling in from Encinitas. Hi, Brian. How are you? Hey, same Lev. Love you guys. My only point is our walks to strikeouts are completely inverted. Great win tonight. Great mm-hmm. win tonight. My daughter and I watch every single inning, every game. But that has to change. And number two, great win. Hold on. Piper, say one thing. She plays softball too, same as Hold on. <laughs> oh, she's getting shy, but we love the game. But those that has to be inverted because we can't win on home runs alone. So what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Well, a couple of things there. Look, you're you're right on the on the walks, Brian. Uh there's no way around it. You can't walk eight guys in a game. Now, the Padres won tonight. They walked seven yesterday. The walks have been a big problem. Tonight, Martinez had five. That's way too much. Honeywell had two. Garcia had one. Yesterday, Snell had four in three and two-thirds innings. Tapia had two. Wilson had one. You're right. It's way too many walks, and that's something that's got to improve throughout this pitching staff. The last two games have been particularly not great. I want to look on Tuesday against the Diamondbacks, how many the Padres walk. They walk seven on Tuesday. So, look, you're right. The walks uh, are a problem. Uh, the one thing I will say, and it's something we talked about in the pregame, how home run reliant the Padres have been it was good to see here tonight the Padres score five runs on seven hits get five runs in in the span of six innings and not use the home run so uh, maybe that was a a good sign of uh, things to come because I think you would agree Brian I think this offense at its best yes they're going to hit a lot of home runs right because of the names in the lineup and and the the, power but the strike so the walks versus the strikeouts are almost the same you're talking about the walks versus the strikeouts, the, the strikeouts the team is getting offensively versus the walks? So we are striking out more than 
the other but then we get then we are getting walks. So Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. So tonight, for example, eleven walks. I'm trying to see it was ele- uh, sorry, eleven strikeouts. The Padres struck out eleven times. And they how many times did they walk tonight? They walked six times. So, I mean, they, they did a little bit of both. I mean, you, you know, Brian, I'm sure, you know, a lot of teams strike out now. But look, ju- ju- let, let's just focus on on the pitching side of things. You're right. You're right. The last three games, I mean, the walks are way too high for the pitching staff, and it's something that's got to improve. I'm with you. And even even Snellzilla, who I love, he was when he left the game, it was, what, what was he, 43 and 42 inverse relationship for his balls yeah. and strikes. Yeah, yeah, and I see what you're saying now there with the balls and strikes. Yeah, look, for Snell yesterday, it was 88 pitches, 43 strikes. Tonight for Martinez, it was 101 as far as the pitches, 60 strikes, so a little bit better on the percentages, but still probably a little bit closer than than where you'd want it to be. But, uh, you know, look, it's a it's a three-game span. Hopefully this, this bullpen and this starting staff can uh, – can, uh, you know, throw some more strikes and, and give you some more length. And, um, look, that's a big part of the last two games. Despite winning here tonight, um, both Blake Snell and Nick Martinez couldn't get through five innings, which, as we know, it's something we've talked about. A lot of people have talked about with a six-man rotation. When you have a shorter bullpen, it is imperative that these starting pitchers yeah. give you more length. It just is. Padres won tonight, despite that not happening again. But hey, hey. You know what? Hey, Sammy Zill, we're, we are, Piper and I are living life, so we love it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, say hello to Piper, and uh, glad to hear you enjoyed the game uh, with Piper tonight. Brian, appreciate the Thanks, call. Sam. Thanks, Sammy. Bye. Yeah, that's uh, Brian and Encinitas. Look, Brian, Brian, you know, was focusing on, on the walks there. Um, look, seven walks on Tuesday, seven walks last night, eight here tonight for Padres pitching. You know, tonight was a nice win, but that's got to be better. I mean, that's no secret. It's just it's going to be hard to win games like that, and especially against really good teams like the Atlanta Braves when you give them that many free passes. And just to go back to the point on the rotation, and this is no secret. This is something Bob Melvin has alluded to a lot. When you have a six-man rotation and you've only got seven guys in that bullpen, it is so important. And this is something the Padres did so well last year. And it's part of the reason the six-man rotation worked so well. A big reason was because they got length. More times than not, more nights than not, they got length out of the starters. And here tonight didn't happen with Nick Martinez. Last night didn't happen with Blake Snell. Darvish went five innings, you know, gutted out five innings without his best stuff, you know, uh, in, in his debut outing of the season. Five from Ryan Weathers the night before. So so the bottom line is going all the way back to Monday, no starting pitcher has gone more than five innings. And in fact, two of those starting pitchers haven't got through five. So the bigger picture, and we understand this rotation is not whole without Joe Musgrove, but and you Darvish, you know that first start wasn't built all the way back up. That we understand all that, but it's no secret in the big picture the starting staff is going to have to give this bullpen more length because that's the way the six man rotation works. The idea is that you give everybody an extra day off. 
It means guys can go deeper into games. They're fresher over the course of the whole season, and you sacrifice having that one extra guy in the bullpen. And guess what? Over the course of a full season, the one extra guy in the bullpen makes a big difference. So, look, here tonight, Padres get the win. Bullpen, despite issuing walks, despite dealing with base runners, did a good job. They got 13 outs, four and a third scoreless innings, uh, got some big outs, some big strikeouts at times. So I think for tonight, you're happy, but look, you're right. Uh, to Brian's point, the walks just, you know, they, they got to be better. You can't walk that many people. And uh, that's, I mean, that's just baseball. That's baseball 101. So hopefully we're just seeing a, a little blip on the radar here with the Padres pitching command, and, and hopefully that improves uh, throughout the weekend and on this road trip and beyond. Again, the Padres win it by a final score of 5-4 to four over the Atlanta Braves as the Padres even up this four-game series at a game apiece. As we continue on our post-game coverage, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Well, like I said here tonight, I'm going very reliever heavy on all our nightly awards, so we're going to split them up. Relief pitcher of the game... We'll give it to Josh Hader, who, by the way, three appearances in. He's faced one over the minimum. Been very good at two save opportunities. Perfect in both. No drama. Really good news for the Padres. He's picked up right where he left off, which is, I mean, that's a fairly significant thing, an aspect to this bullpen. Um, the, the problem has not been Hader as of late. It's been getting the ball to Josh Hader with the lead. And the Padres did that tonight, and then Hader took a one-run lead and said, here you go, here's a win and a save. Save number two for Josh Hader. So we'll give him relief pitcher of the game here tonight. Josh Hader picking up his second save in as many opportunities. Now, let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Bites. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Bases loaded two outs. Here's the two-strike pitch. Swing and a miss. Got him with a fastball. And Honeywell comes out of the bullpen to strike out Rosario and leave him loaded. Going to go to the sixth inning in Atlanta. Padres and Braves at it again. Tied 4-4. Our player of the game here tonight, Brent Honeywell. A sweet player of the game. Honeywell, our player of the game. He was really really important in this game tonight comes in in the fifth inning strikes out Eddie Rosario with the bases loaded like you just heard kept it at a 4-4 game and then comes back out a 1-2-3 sixth inning he does walk a couple in the seventh inning but all in all for Honeywell two scoreless innings no hits allowed walk two struck out three 29 pitches just a a really really important couple of innings and a big out in that fifth inning striking out Rosario. So Brent Honeywell, our player of the game here tonight on the Padres radio network and not just my decision, but you on Twitter, I put it out Padres radio network player of the game, a poll Honeywell, Garcia, Cruz and Machado, your options. I had a feeling it was going to be Honeywell by a wide margin. It was 405 votes, 
71.6% of the vote went to Brent Honeywell. Great job. And he's somebody I talked to last week. We did a a good interview with him. We played it here uh, on our pregame. He's a good story and very thoughtful. I think very, very much appreciates the opportunity he has here. He's dealt with a lot, a lot of injuries. Padres saw him in the Dominican Winter League, like what they saw, got an opportunity here. And especially tonight, I mean, this was a really fine performance. I mean, had he not walked the two in the seventh inning, you would probably look at it, I mean, even fonder. But even with the walks, I mean, just just getting that out in the fifth inning, this game could have gone off the rails for the Padres had they not got that out in the fifth inning and had this bullpen not started off on the right foot. I mean, it really could have become a big problem here tonight. But instead, Honeywell gets six outs, Garcia gets four, Hader gets the final three. All right, let's uh, go back to the phones. We go to Mike, who's calling in from Mission Valley. Hi, Mike. Welcome to our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Sammy? Doing well, Mike. I'm in the laundry room, so if it sounds like I'm in the uh, bathroom, I'm not. <laughs> That's all right. It's, hey, it's a Friday night. Got to do laundry. I feel you. Listen, the issue that this team has is starting pitching. We don't have starting pitching. We haven't since December. And that's the issue. Not only that, Pierce Johnson is ripping it up in Colorado. Why? Why did we let him go? There's no re- like to me there's lots of missed opportunities. And I guess that falls on AJ Preller. I'm so glad that we have a core. Mhm. We got Crone, we got Crone, we got Xander, we got Manny, we got Tati. We got a lot of we got a lot of great players, but it's the supplemental players that haven't worked out. The only one to uh, I guess there's two is Sugar and uh, and Nelson Cruz, but that's it. Like his track record's not great, and pitching is not well right now. Well. And, we need pitching. Look, look, Mike, the, the 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 last look, there have been issues in the bullpen certainly this week. Um you know, I, I, look, some of these pieces, I mean, Cruz has contributed, Carpenter's contributed, Azokar has been good off the bench. I've really liked what Azokar has done. Dahl had the big moment on Monday night. I mean, that's that's why he's coming off the bench. Um, look, we'll see who's on this team, who has to uh, come off this roster when Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back. But the thing I don't want to do, you know, is, is a course of a few games, you know, make proclamations because, you know, like tonight, okay, Nick Martinez goes four and two-thirds innings, walks five, allows four runs, four hits. Okay, was not a great outing for Nick Martinez. He would say that. But Nick Martinez, despite giving up four runs in that opening outing of the year, he gave you seven innings. And it was pretty good. It had a chance, had he had a, a, a pitch or two better, to be seven quality innings. I mean, Michael Waka, again, same thing. He, he went six innings. He wasn't perfect, gave up four runs. But at one point in that game, went five innings, one run given up. Seth Lugo was excellent in his season debut. Seven innings, one run given up. So, you know, to say this team doesn't have pitching, and again, they're not whole yet. They don't have Musgrove. Darvish had a a different build up to the season. 
look, I, I think we're eight games in. And one of the big strengths of this team a year ago was their starting pitching, was the depth they provided. I, I just, you know, to say that the pieces aren't contributing, we're eight games in. And a lot of these guys have. Look, Juan Soto's off to a not great start. There's no way around it. Um, he's had a couple of moments in the early part of this week, but the the batting average right now, well below 200 again, eight games in. Okay, but but no secret. The numbers aren't where you'd want them to be. Bogarts has been great. Um, you know, Machado's had some moments. Cruz had a good game here tonight. Again, I just think it's early, you know, for as, for as bad as last night felt with the bullpen. Tonight was a lot better. It wasn't perfect. You don't want to walk eight guys, but it was a lot better uh, here tonight. Just an execution and keeping a really good offense off the scoreboard. So, you know, again, and I, I've said it now a few times over the course of this last week, I just think it's so early. Let's not judge the pieces until we're a little ways into this season. I just think it's so early, and, you know, the the starting staff, look, last couple weren't great, but the first trip through the rotation, Martinez gave you seven, Waka gave you six, Lugo gave you seven. I mean, that's, that's pretty good, and that's what you need when you have this six-man rotation. Let's go to Matt, who's calling in from San Diego. Hi, Matt. How are you? Hey, Sammy, how's it going? Doing well, Matt. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to k- kind of going off what you're saying. I think it's time for uh, San Diego to kind of learn how to be fans of a top three team. Because, uh, I mean, the Mets are stinking right now, but, I, you know, I think there's some fans that are panicking, but I don't think they're necessarily jumping off the cliff, and I don't think it's time for the Padres to jump off the cliff. It's been a middling start, but, I mean, I think, yeah, starting pitching is a weakness, but you look at this lineup, and then to have, two Cy Young caliber guys, you know, maybe use a little past that, but you got you and Joe Musgrove at the top, Blake Snell, you know, he can give you those big moments. You just don't know exactly when it's coming for the lineup. This team has the pitching rotation is looking pretty good. And your supplemental guys like the last, I don't, I don't agree with the last guy at all. Your mm. supplemental guys are looking great. I mean, Seth Lugo, a career reliever, just gave you seven innings. Right. Nelson Cruz is looking like the signing of the year. I mean, you took a guy. I don't know how more teams didn't realize. I don't know if people didn't realize this dude was blind as a bat in Washington, and that's why his numbers were down. But, I mean, you paid $1 million for a guy who just hit cleanup in this Padres lineup, in this murderer's row lineup. I mean, it, it's fine. Like, eight games is a bad sample size. I mean, we learned in 2020, 60 games is a bad sample size. I mean, Jose, I love Jose Abreu, but the dude's not an MVP, and the dude walked away with an MVP award. Like, it's, I mean, it's eight games, yeah. you know. No, I think it'd be, you'd be a little worse off if all three facets of the game came out firing at all cylinders because your only way is down. So I think, you know, Bogarts is great. That was a big worry, how he was going to react to a completely new environment going from one of the most hitter-friendly environments in Boston to San Diego. He's responded greatly. I think that's a great win. You know, Juan Soto, you can trust that he's going to turn it around. I mean, Padres are fine. Yeah, I, look, I agree with you, Matt, and good call. Appreciate the call. Uh, look, I'm with you. I, I didn't really agree with the the last caller's point either. Number one, I think it's way too early to say all the supplemental pieces and the pitching. It's a, it's all not good. I mean, we're eight games in. They're four and four. They're not number. They're four and four. They're not one and seven. Okay, they've had some good performances. You you mentioned it. The Lugo performance was good. The Waka performance was pretty good. Martinez's first outing was pretty good. Seven innings. Uh, Darvish, look, was not sharp, but found a way through five. Hey, he got you through five. He was in line for the win. You led the game five to one. It has not all been perfect in the first eight games of the year. Bullpen, 
earlier this week. Not great. Bullpen a little bit shaky tonight, but found a way to put up four and a third scoreless. There have been some good things, too. Bogarts has been great. You know, Manny's been pretty good so far. Cruz gave you a home run earlier this week, had three hits tonight. Cronenworth, no hits tonight, but has played better. You know, what has Zokar's done? I mean, you know, I mean, Hader's been good. I mean, the list goes on and on. And again, this team's not whole. And it's not to make excuses as to why they're four and four and not six and two. But I do think there's a reality that this team is not nearly at full strength. You don't have Musgrove. You don't have Suarez. You don't have Fernando. And those are big players to be without. And hopefully you're going to get them all back here pretty soon um, within the course of the next month at some point. So, again, I eight games in. Um, you know, it has not been perfect. It at all. It, it has also not been all bad. And it's eight games out of an 162 game season, and they're four and four. Okay, you you would have liked a, a better start. I would I would have loved for this team to start six and two, seven and one. Would have been great. Okay, you're four and four. Let's see what happens the rest of this road trip. They've got two more in Atlanta. We know this Braves team. I mean, you just watch them. They're a good team. I mean, really, really good team. And we know it by what they've done over the course of the last half decade, but just watching them the last couple of nights, good ball club. And then the Mets, who are also a really good team, who are dealing with some stuff. They haven't been great to start the year either. But, you know, Jesse and Tony talked about the last couple of years, the Braves team. I think they said, I think they said they had a losing record entering June, both of the last two seasons. I think that's what they said. I don't want to quote them. I mean, that kind of tells you, not that that you want that to happen to the Padres, but it, it just is a good example of, like, how long this whole thing is. The Braves won over 100 games last year, and they won the World Series the year before. So it, it just, it's a long year, and there's been some good, there's been some bad for a team that has not been nearly whole yet. So let's let's have a little patience. Uh, Roger in Santee calling in. Hi, Roger. How's it going? Thanks for calling. Hey, it's going great, man. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, the the last two callers are high. There's nothing wrong with this starting rotation. Yeah. Once it gets healthy, other than a guy named Blake Snell, and he's got to figure that out on his own. But I, I'm I'm stoked about Bogart. I think he's better than advertised. Um, and when Fernando comes back. Keep in mind, warts and all, he's the most exciting player since Ken Griffey Jr. So we're going to be okay, guys. Just chill out, you know, right out the road trip. And I'd rather face Atlanta and New York at the beginning of the year right now mm. than when it's hot as hell and nobody wants to play there. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be fine. And, and by the way, Nelson Cruz, Carpenter, better than I thought they'd be. I thought they were the second coming of Jim Edmonds. Right. So they both have done fantastic. Well, well, so. that, yeah. And, and Roger, appreciate the call. That was, you know, that was another part of that, that previous call that again, like, I don't know the, 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 you know, the parts, the, the, um, the smaller parts of this team, however you want to put it. I mean, Cruz had a home run. We've played eight games. Cruz had a home run this week. He had three hits tonight. Carpenter had a big three-run home run yesterday. Um, And I'm with you on the starting staff. Look, the long-term questions about guys like Lugo and Martinez, if they can put together a full season of starting, those were questions that were going to exist no matter how well they pitched this year. 
because they're two guys that just haven't done that. They haven't had a full season of starting pitching in the major leagues in a while. So those questions were always going to be there. Okay, Those, those are looming at some point this season. But uh, from a performance standpoint, I mean, look, if Joe Musgrove is, is the Joe Musgrove of the last couple of years, that's great. You Darvish, you hope he's the U Darvish of last year. That's great. Look, Blake Snell, it's been a, a tough couple of outings for him. Yesterday did not go great. You hope he can get to the second half version of Blake Snell. We've seen a little bit earlier this year. Hopefully that comes soon. If he does that, again, that's terrific. Lugo, very good his first time out. Waka, six innings, four runs. Could have been even better his first time out. And Martinez, look, he's had one Good outing, seven innings, four runs. Could have been a little bit better there. And one tonight, that was wild. Five walks, four runs, four hits, four and two-thirds innings. Could have been better. So I'm with you. Look, I think the potential of this rotation is really high. They're not at full strength. It's been a different build up to the season with Darvish not being around and fully built up. Not his fault at all. Just the reality of the situation with the World Baseball Classic. It's been eight games. We haven't even got two turns through the rotation. So let's give it some time. Four and four, not two and six, not one and seven. Has it been perfect? No. Have there been a lot of positives too? Yes. All right. We've got some more phone calls to get to. We will get to those on the other side of this break. We'll also take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, wrap things up, get you ready for tomorrow. Again, the final score, Padres 5, Braves 4. We continue our post-game show after this on the Padres Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our postgame show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Atlanta tonight, 5-4. to four. The Padres win it. They bounce back nicely after a one-run defeat in yesterday's game. Padres get a one-run win at Truist Park in Atlanta here tonight. Padres improve to 4-4. Four and four. Braves drop to 6-2. and two. Brent Honeywell, the winner, he gets his first major league win. Good stuff from Brent Honeywell, who in two scoreless innings in this game. Luis Garcia inning in a third scoreless. Josh Hader picked up the save in the ninth inning. All in all, the bullpen gets 13 outs. Padres pitching was not perfect. They walked eight batters. Martinez, five. Honeywell, two. Garcia, one. Padres got enough offense, two in the first inning, one run in the second inning, one run in the fifth inning, one in the sixth inning, and even the go-ahead run that made it 5-4, to four, weird. Little check swing by Xander Bogarts, just a, a ground ball that trickled into right field, but good enough. Jose Azokar, rather, uh, sorry, Trent Grisham came around to score on that base hit by Xander Bogarts, and that ended up being the game-winning hit in this ball game here tonight as the Padres win it 5-4. to four. We'll have the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a moment. We also will take a look at tomorrow's pitching matchup, get you ready for all that, but we do have 
Some more uh, more phone calls to get to, 833-288-0973. The phone number, 833-288-0973. Let's go to Lee, who's calling in from San Diego. Hi, Lee. Welcome to our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You got it. What's up? Hey, I'm not worried about this 4-4 four four start about the Padres at all. Because I think everybody needs to take a step back and realize that we're without, like, three potential all-star players. And I think there's kind of a hangover from the Major League Baseball Classic with uh, Darvish and all that. And uh, I think Soto had a slight injury from that. But let's wait until we get our players back. Let's get 35 to 40 games in and let's reevaluate. I think everybody's worried about nothing, and I, I want to know what your take is on what I said. Yeah, well, thank you for calling, Lee. And look, I, I pretty much agree with you, Lee, in the sense of uh, it's very early. Um, you know, look, the World Baseball Classic certainly made spring training very different now. With somebody like Juan Soto, he looked – well – it was spring training, okay? So let's take everything with a grain of salt. And that's across the board. That's players who play well. That's players who don't play well at spring training. I said it all spring. But Juan Soto, I, I think the start for Juan, to focus on him for a second, probably is surprising just because he was tearing the cover off the ball in spring training. He did it at the World Baseball Classic too, And now early in the season, now he, he hit a home run this week. He's had a few hits, but look, overall, it, it hasn't been the production you were expecting at the start of the year. Um, you know, it looks like he's kind of pulling off the ball uh, again. Um, look, I think Juan Soto is going to be fine. I, I think this guy is is going to show you, um, you know, the, the reason why the Padres acquired him and, and be the kind of hitter he's been throughout his career. Now, look, the numbers in San Diego – Going back to the trade overall, they, they aren't what probably fans expected. Um, but, again, rate games into a season. Um, could we be seeing, despite what he did at the World Baseball Classic in spring training, um, look, it's a different spring training, a different buildup to the season. Could that be contributing to a slow start? Maybe. But you're right. With the WBC, you had guys at a spring training camp. And these are not excuses. But this is reality of having that World Baseball Classic and having guys participated. It's not a bad thing. I love the WBC, but it is reality of spring training and perhaps the early part of the year. Um, certainly, look, with somebody like you, Darvish, it, it absolutely affected his ability uh, to, to be where he normally would be in the buildup to a season. Again, not you, Darvish's fault at all. Um, he did what he was supposed to do for Team Japan, and, and the Padres allowed him to do that, and Japan won, and, and hey, he, he went there and did what he was supposed to do, but it did mean that it affected him a little bit as far as the build up to the season. Th- those are just a couple of examples, but um, I- I'm with you. This team is not whole, and you made a good point. I mean, they've got three all-star caliber guys they don't have right now, and there's a lot of talent even without those guys, but... It is hard to judge this team this early and when they're not yet whole. And if there's one thing, and we learn it every year, we do, even for the teams that have super high expectations, it's a long year and it's windy. And we saw it last year. It is windy. And even for the best teams, it's typically kind of windy. So four and four, 
Is it great? No. Is it bad? No. You could be six and two, seven and one. You could also be two and six and one and seven. So right now, eight games in, you've had some good, some not so good, some great. Bogarts has been great. Hader's been great. Eight games in, four and four. Let's see what happens. Let's go to Manny in Chula Vista. Hi, Manny. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Uh, thanks for taking my call, Sammy. I love hearing your shows, man. You do a good job, and I really appreciate what you're doing out here. My pleasure, Manny. Thanks so much. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, first off, as I want to talk about how we got Nelson Cruz coming out here with a $1 million contract for one year, and I already feel like he's out playing his contract. He feels like he's out here trying to be a, a boss and teach these uh, veterans even how to like game and take quality bats and just the way he checks when that, that hit he did it, it really makes me feel like he's trying to earn the respect of the players and letting them know that even at 42 when he tries to take a reins of a club he's going to be able to mm. still put up work if, or numbers if he wanted to um, the other thing I wanted to say was how I think a lot of our fans are over assessing the situation right now as though we're down our two best starters and our best reliever, and not including Hayter, um, which I think Hayter's been amazing. Uh, I, I Ever since FanFest, when I met him, I let him know how that Dodger game was the best game I ever had as a Padre fan, and I've been to a lot. And he, he let me know that he was going to try to do what he could to uh, take us all the way, which I thought was amazing. And um, I think we worked the bases really well today. Uh, they stole a lot of bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think if they keep on that route, you know, it, whatever, if we had to take a loss to realize what we were doing wrong, I think it's a good lesson to take right away instead of taking it deep in the season or in the postseason. And if they could expose other pitchers the same way we did today, I think uh, our team has a really good chance of doing something special and turning the season around. I just think that fans are a little uh, pressured right now. They want fans, they, they want to see wins and they want to see it by big numbers. They want to see home runs and like the team playing perfect like they did last year for the first 15 games or something like that. I think they set a record. Um, if they do what they do, uh, they're going to, they're going to get going right now. And I feel it. I feel something good coming with the way Bogarts took over in the, that double play after he made the error mm. and just a lot of things that I think these these fans haven't seen yet and I'm starting to see it and I think that pretty soon we're gonna we're gonna be cheering on a, a good playoff quality team trying to go all the way yeah Manny uh, and, uh, yeah go ahead no and then with that said I mean I really appreciate you taking my call because I, 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 I'm a big Padre fan I go to all the, the games well not all of them but I got season tickets and um, when I'm there, people know who I am, and um, I'm, I love to cheer my squad on. So I just want to thank, let you know again. Uh, I'm glad I got to let those points across because I'm tired of people talking about the Padres losing. They're going to lose no matter what. It's a long season, and uh, they, as long as they learn from their losses, I don't see any problem with taking one. Manny, appreciate the call. A lot of a uh, lot of good stuff there from Manny. Um, 
One thing I want to talk about that Manny said there that I haven't talked about tonight, the Padres did steal three bases tonight. Soto and Machado had the double steal in the first inning, and then a Zocar uh, had a steal in the second. The interesting part about that, the Padres only stole one base in their first seven games of the year. They had three in the first two innings tonight. Hey, you know what? Look, this is not... The fastest team in baseball, they probably, even with the new rules, are not going to steal a ton. But with guys that can do it, I like the aggressiveness. Hey, I, I really like it. So that was good to see. Good point there by uh, by Manny here tonight. A couple of, of other notes that uh, on what Manny said, then we'll, we'll do the out-of-town sp- uh, scoreboard, get out of here. Um, look, when expectations are sky high, which this team has – and the Padres have done what they've done, the money they've spent. Every game feels really important, and every stretch feels really important. So I don't blame any fan out there that is watching every game, listening to every game, and you want to win every game, and every game feels really important. The Padres are trying to do something this year that has not been done in a really long time. And that's A, win the NL West, and B, beat the Dodgers to win the NL West in the regular season. So every game's important. And I I get it if you're out there and you're you're hanging on every pitch. I get it. I get it. But we're eight games in, and there is a reality to the baseball season that you are going to have ups and downs, and every small sample size and stretch is just that, a small sample size. And we're eight games in, four and four, like I've said a bunch of times tonight. Some good, some bad so far, some great. We'll see how it all settles out over the course of this first month and coming months. So, um, And Nelson Cruz, one more point on, on what Manny said there. Look, Cruz had a good night here tonight, three hits. You know, he's had a, a few starts here, had the home run on Tuesday, which was great to see. I think, look, if you can get Nelson Cruz in that DH spot to play against lefties, to hit some home runs, drive in runs, come up with some big hits, and provide a real steady veteran presence, leadership in that clubhouse, I think you're getting exactly what you signed Nelson Cruz for. Same thing with Matt Carpenter. Contribute offensively, platoon, and and be the steady presences in that clubhouse. I mean, those two guys, I, I got to talk to both uh, quite a few times during spring training, hear them talk. I, I think they're going to be wonderful influences on this team throughout the course of this season. And look, that that's not what for a team that, that has the aspirations the Padres to do. You can't have players that are just good in the clubhouse. They got to produce. And so far, I mean, the, these two games in Atlanta, Carpenter had a three-run home run yesterday and Cruz had three hits and a couple of RBIs today. So um, I've liked what they've done so far, the two of those guys. And uh, hey, Nelson Cruz, I think as long as he hits some home runs and produces and, and does what you need him to do offensively as one of the you know, one of the the pieces in this lineup around the superstars, around the very top of it, you'll take that and you hope that he provides everything you know he can provide in the clubhouse. So uh, that's uh, the take there on Nelson Cruz. And appreciate the phone calls, everybody. That was fun. We had a lot of phone calls tonight and uh, a lot of good conversation about this team eight games in to the season. All right, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, find out what's going on around the major leagues. 
Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard finals already. The Mets beat the Marlins 9-3 in their home opener at City Field in New York. Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, and Starling Marte all had home runs in that game for the Mets. Other finals, Cubs beating the Rangers earlier today at Wrigley Field. 2-0, Marcus Stroman went six scoreless innings in that game. Orioles beat the Yankees 7-6 in Baltimore. Phillies beat the Reds 5-2 in Philadelphia. JT Real Muto had a two-run home run in that game. Mariners beat the Guardians 5-3 in Cleveland. Julio Rodriguez had a home run in that game for Seattle. Twins beat the Astros 3-2 in Minnesota in 10 it was the Pirates over the White Sox, 13-9 in Pittsburgh. Brian Reynolds had a home run in that game for the Pirates. Royals beat the Giants 3-1 in San Francisco. A couple of home runs in that game for Vinny Pasquintino and Salvador Perez. The Rays beat the A's 9-5. Brewers beat the Cardinals 4-0 in Milwaukee. Brandon Woodruff was really good in this game. Four hits allowed in six innings, and uh, the Brewers blank the Cardinals 4-0. Not a good start for the Cardinals. They're 2-5. and five. Nationals beat the Rockies 10-5 in Colorado. Game still going on right now. Dodgers trailing the Diamondbacks 4-3 in Arizona, and the Angels leading the Blue Jays 3-1 in Anaheim. Fifth inning there. Seventh inning, by the way, in Arizona, but fifth inning in Anaheim. Mike Trout already a home run in that game for the Angels, who have a 3-1 lead over Toronto. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday night. Taking a look ahead to tomorrow. Here's what I'll say before we get to the starting pitching matchup. Just stay tuned to social media, to Padres.com, because the weather and every time you look, like Jesse said earlier, it it seems to tell you something different. But we do know pretty well that there's going to be rain in Atlanta tomorrow. Just depends when and how much and what everything looks like. So all I'm saying is even before uh, you would check in for our pregame coverage at 320, take a look at at, at what you can. Padres.com, social media, however you get your Padres news because you, you just don't know. It's supposed to rain tomorrow in Atlanta. But assuming we get the game in, 420 p.m. first pitch tomorrow at Truist Park in Atlanta. Our pregame coverage begins at 320. Starting pitching matchup tomorrow, Padres will send right-hander Michael Waka to the mound and the Braves countering with right-hander Charlie Morton. Again, first pitch at 420, and our pregame coverage begins at 320. Taking a look at the final totals in this ballgame here tonight. For the Padres, five runs, seven hits, one error. They left on eight. And for the Braves, four runs, six hits, no errors. They left on ten. Winning pitcher was Brent Honeywell, who improves to 1-0, his first major league win. And the losing pitcher was Michael Tompkin, who drops to 0-1. The save goes to Josh Hader, his second of the season. Time of game in Atlanta tonight, three hours and one minute. And the crowd in Atlanta, 41,963. That'll do it for our post-game coverage here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 420. Arika Water SoCal Padres pregame show at 320. Until then, for our great studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 5 and the Atlanta Braves 4. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.